welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. I'm doing the part six of diligence. Amen. And the part six of diligence is diligence, the gateway to your next level, part two. I want you to close your eyes and lift your right hand and talk to God that Holy Spirit help me to understand. Help me to understand your word. It's not just listening to the word, but Lord, help me to understand. Speak the language of the spirit. Let the word enter into me, Holy Spirit. Your word change me. Let your word change me. Let your word bring a new direction. Let there be a new direction in my life. In the name of Jesus, let me gravitate towards your purposes after hearing this word. Let your word prosper in my heart. Let your word prosper in my head. Let your word prosper in my body. Let your word prosper in my hands. Let your word prosper in my life. In the name of Jesus, I give you praise and I give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a very good clap offering. Your clapping should be greater than the first service. Yeah. So, diligence. The gateway to your next level. Diligence. I'll take a bit from the first service and I move into my teaching. There are three areas that God wants us to be diligent in. Pastor has been preaching about diligence and you are wondering which areas is God critically looking at for us to pay attention and be diligent in. Number one, in following spiritual instructions. In following spiritual instructions. If God said you should pray every day, pray every day. God wants us to study the word every day, study the word every day. God wants us to love people, love people every day. God wants you to give your tithe. Give your tithe every time. God wants you to honor him in your life. Honor him in your life. The second area God wants us to be diligent is in our career, our profession, and our business. Whatever you are doing with your hands, the Lord wants you to be diligent in. And the last but not the least is personal improvement. God wants you to be diligent in how you improve yourself. Yes. Everything about you, God wants you to pay attention to it. How you improve yourself academically. How you improve yourself emotionally. How you you improve yourself intellectually. God wants you to pay attention. The way you wear your shoe, God wants you to pay attention to it. The way you keep your hair, God wants you to pay attention to it. The way your body 
order. God wants you to pay attention to it diligently. The way you speak, that's personal development. The way your life is going, God wants you to be diligent in driving your life. The way you relate with people, God wants you to be diligent, deliberate in your relationship with people. Because your social capital is everything about your life. Who you have around you, who you have with you, is everything about your life. And God wants us to be diligent in nurturing our life into success. Who is here that doesn't want to be successful? But you see, you cannot be successful if you don't pay attention to personal development. Sometimes you see some ladies, I'm preaching, this is a spirit-to-spirit service. You see some ladies, you, if you dress and your beads are showing, it's wrong. If you dress and your nipples are showing as a lady, it's wrong. God wants you to be deliberate and diligent in your personal development. You can't use that to go for an interview and get a pass. One day I told you my first interview. I went for that interview. I wore a short sleeve. I didn't tuck in. I left the bathroom here open. I knew what I was going to say. There was no question you asked. There was no question you asked me in an interview that I don't know in my field. I answered all the questions. Everything. In fact, I impressed them. But the chairman of the panel said, you answered everything, but you are not, you, you are unfit for our organization. Why? Because of the way you are dressed. A colleague whom I know I'm intelligent than, I went with him. So when he was going, he asked me what they asked me and I even taught him. I'm far intelligent than him. When he went, because he wore a long sleeve and tucked in and wore a tie and wore black shoes, they took him in one of the hospitals around, around this place. Your, your personal development is very, very important. Don't say you are a child of God. People should understand you. Smell well. Are you here? God is very... When, 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 um, when Joseph was in the prison and the king had the dream, and they told the king that there is somebody who can interpret. He's in the prison. When they told Joseph about it, he didn't just go. He shoved, cleared his beard, looked sharp, changed his garment before he went to meet the king. Because your personal development is very, very important to God. That is why the apparel of a king is not ordinary. I pray that a generation will be careful the way they present their dressing, the way we present ourselves as Christians is very important. That's why when you go to heaven, everybody will be wearing a white gown. God is very particular the way we look like. So be very careful as a Christian how you are looking like to people. So if you're a Christian lady, a tongue-talking lady, you must not look like a prostitute. 
Are you here? You must not look like a prostitute. When somebody looks at you, he must not think that you are a prostitute. So you must be diligent in that area also. God measures our progress because he's interested in our progress. God wants to see you moving forward. God wants to see you achieving things. God wants to see you filled with blessings. God wants us to be rich. God wants you to be healthy. God wants you to be well, physically, emotionally, financially, socially. God wants you to settle in his blessing. So he monitors our progress. He checks us out. He checks out. So he said that the branch that bears fruit, he comes to prune so that the branch will bear more fruit until it begins to bear much fruit. God wants you to prosper. Tell yourself, God wants me to prosper. Yeah, if you are aware of this, you'll be able to cooperate with God so that God can keep you prospering and making progress. God wants you to move to your next level. After you finish praying, you need to know what God wants you to do to move to your next level. Life is full of steps. So this is step one, step two, step three. Every step you take takes you higher in life. So if you began here, and you moved here, you've gone higher. Your next level is what will take you to your higher heights. And I declare over your life, in 2024, you will move to your next level. I said you will move to your next level. Wherever you have been stagnant, I push you out of that level. You will move to your next level. Wherever you have been strangulated, wherever you have been tied, I see Jesus pointing to that donkey that lose him, go for him. For the master is in need of him. You are changing location this year. You are changing levels this year. Your amen is not like a spirit to spirit service. You are changing levels this year. The Lord will take you to your next level. Your next level is calling you higher. You will go there in the name of Jesus. Diligence. Make sure that you move, you move forward. When you walk in diligence, you will move forward. Naturally. You will make progress. Enemies of progress cannot stop a diligent man. Because you will never find a loophole. You will never find a leakage. You will never find a place that you can make the place your stronghold as an enemy. Today I pray that somebody's mind is shifting to the place of diligence, to the place of meticulousness, to the place of carefulness, to the place of persistence, to the place of determination. What is on your heart will only come into your hands through the channel of diligence. A lot of Christians are not diligent. We go to school and we fail. And we blame the devil. It is a path to success. There is a way to pass your exams. What is the way? Attend lectures. Pay attention to the lecture. Take your notes. Go back and revise and learn and revise and learn. Go and write exams. You will pass. Leave the witch out of this. There's a clear path to passing your exams. But if you are not, if we are not diligent, we omit lectures. We don't write notes. As for the Zoom lectures, is what is killing students. They just, they just put the Zoom on and they are there. I watched one and the lecturer was asking the guy a question. The guy has not answered, he has not followed anything. So it will need, 
So when he was talking, then he muted the thing. So like he's talking. It's not his fault because you can't hear. He has muted it. <laughs> and then the lecturer said, oh, uh, Frank's uh, uh, machine is muted. Okay, okay, yes. Next person, can you add up to what he say? The next time, this same person, when they asked him a question, then he stilled. Like he was talking, then he did like this. So that the machine would say that it, it, it's frozen. Such a student, who, is, is, is he ever going to pass an exam? <laughs> is not the kind of student that God is talking about. We have to be diligent. You, you see, when you pass your exams, you, you may pass paper, but you may not come out as a good professional. That's why we are complaining about every area of a, a profession. And doctors are not good like this. Lawyers are not good like this. Because they just go and they pass. Diligence is going to change our whole life and change everything about us. Because of time, I don't want to miss your main sermon. Now, I ended with the first service on the, on the line, success is not an accident. Yes. It's not an accident. If you desire to be successful, you don't jump to become a success. They don't jump you in the class of success. You have to go through success levels, diligence. So church, God gave us a certain number of members. When the church started, we were three. We moved to 11. We moved to 31. We came back to 17. Went to 25. Came back to 22. Moved to 50. Ah, that crossover 52, it was powerful. I was excited. Oh, the first Sunday, we moved to 31 again. I said, what, what kind of life is this? God is, God was taking us through, moved us. Even before COVID, we were around 450, 500. After COVID, we 250. And you go to 300, you come to 210. You go to 270, you come to 220. You're like, God, what kind of dilly darling game is that? He's taking you through a process that will bring out the best out of you so that a time will come you would have built capacity for the biggest blessing you ever sent to you and this is the story of every Christian God takes you through a certain cycle and through that cycle make sure you are not jumping the class make sure you are learning what you are supposed to learn because diligence is very important for your next level the good news is that God has shown us how to succeed. God has defined the path of success. God has shown us if you do this and you do that and you do that and you do this and you say this and you behave like this. But you see, when you hear the message of grace, you take works for granted. If you are not careful when you hear the message of grace, you will take works for granted. So there are a lot of charismatic people who are not diligent. Yes, we are not diligent at all. We are full of error. We are full of mistakes. It's like, oh, the mercy of God will handle. We cannot be perfect. I'm not preaching about perfection. I'm talking about diligence. I'm going to show you how you can be diligent. Because if I talk about diligence and I don't bring you to the point where I teach you how you can be diligent, then I missed the point of preaching. 
Because we have to be diligent. If you are diligent, it will show in every area of your life. Now, maybe let me give you the definition of diligence I gave to the first service. I gave them three different de definitions. Number one, diligence is intentionally paying attention to a tax. Paying attention to a tax. Yeah. Paying attention is intentionally paying attention to a work that has been given to you. As an usher, protocol, intercessor, chorister, paying attention to what you see one of the things that help the choir is that i'm always on them when they flop i tell them straightforward i don't i'll tell you you didn't do well so every time they are making sure that which loophole made us flop when they come for rehearsals they hit it very hard because it must not happen again when error keeps happening in your hands it means that you are not diligent you are not intentionally paying attention. Number two definition I gave them was, it is giving the needed care required to accomplish a tax. Carefulness. Yes. Careful. The needed care. One of the professions that places emphasis on diligence is the medical profession. No, you are, life is once. One life. It's not two fingers. It's not five fingers. Life, everybody has one life. A life lost can never be restored. So there is an exam we call MCQs. I don't know whether law people also do it. When you get it correct, one mark. When you get it wrong, minus one. Plus one, minus one. So if the questions are 100, and you get 50 correct, and you get 50 wrong, you had zero over 100. Because they are not expecting you to guess. You must know exactly what, how can you perform an operation when you don't know what you are going to do. So you just cut the person open and you are not going to open the book to find out where the girl bladder is. You are not going to go open, you are not going to do a scan to find out what is wrong with the person. No. Even the day before the surgery, they will do a scan. Because 24 hours, maybe something could have changed. Carefulness. So you pay attention. You give it the required care needed. Number, no, number three, diligence is, is, is the most important one. Diligence is the exercise of carefulness, persistence, and determination in any endeavor. Carefulness, persistence, and determination. Be determined to achieve what you have laid before you. Don't start a course and stop. Don't start and stop. Don't start and stop. Don't start a business and stop. Because there's going to be resistance. There's going to be difficulty. But when a man is diligent, he will have the carefulness. He will have the determination. He will have the persistence. He will not settle that it's a curse. My father tried it, it didn't work. My uncles tried it, it didn't work. You will try it and it will work in the name of Jesus. And that trying, you must not try it the way they tried. You must try it with a different spirit. You must try it with a different determination. You must try it with a different spirit. Daniel had a different spirit. You must not come out and fail and say, oh, my father failed. As for our family, this is what happens to us. No! 
at the end of the story, you must also be that family member that a junior family member will refer to and say, ah, as for our family, when we go to school, we complete. As for our family, we become professors. Can't you see that, my uncle? Can't you see that, my cousin? You will be that testimony. You are going to be the reference point. I said you are going to be the reference point. There's going to be something that will change about you for the family to look up to and say, we can also become. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Attempt that PhD and finish it. Attempt the PhD. Attempt the master's. Attempt that business and run it very well that at the end of the day, there will be a family business for your children and children's children. Don't quit that journey. I thought you were clapping. Yeah. You need determination. Else you start something and you stop. You start something and you stop. It is the sickness in the blood of many people. We must not start things and stop. We must be diligent. We must be determined. We must be persistent. There are many, you know, some, sometimes in the journey of this church, I will lie down in the bed and I'm like, huh, let me just, oh, let me also escape with academics and, and do some course outside. He said, ah, when will this church grow? The time we were 20, we were 30. You, are, you start raising somebody and the person will disappear. You start and this one will disturb you. And I'm like, what type of people? I don't know them from blood. I don't know them from this. Why? But you see, when you are diligent, no matter what is given to you, we didn't start this church in the hall, air conditioning hall like others started. We didn't. And that's a mango tree moving to a nursery block. We have to come and pack every day, repack, put why every day. Then we develop that little place. Then because you can, you see, when diligence is moving you, you will not be stagnant. It will move you, it will move you, it will move you, it will move you. Because every time you arrive on level one, by some few moments, level one, you'll be fed up with level one. You want level two. That is the spirit of diligence. And I impart it into your spirit this morning. Receive it in the name of Jesus. God shows us every step and every channel, every choice you must make because success is based on the choices you make. You are successful because you chose certain decisions well. We are here because we made a very difficult decision. And those of you who are joining us in this place, we have been here for just a year and some few months. We used to be in a very straight building, a very cozy. You could literally feel cold every service. But it was a limitation. It was a limitation. We had the choice to say, okay, let's wait more. Let's develop the place. Let the place. I like the place, the way the place is warm now. I like the way the place is raw now. I like the way the place is dusty now. I like the place. I like the way the place is not act on its own attractive now. I love it. That is the spirit. When you have diligence in your spirit, you are happy to 
to be given raw materials. You are happy to be given hard grounds because by the end of the story, the ground will become soft and it shall be a true testimony. May you not run out of hard tasks when you are given a difficult situation. May you stand and develop yourself. Pray if you have to pray. Fly if you have to fly. Walk if you have to walk. Crawl if you have to crawl. Cry if you have to cry. Do what you have to do. That at the end of the day, you will have a testimony in your hands. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Oh yes. The last time somebody sent a message. Oh pastor, if you do one service, the whole place is full. So that if that is nice, I say you're a lazy person. You have to see empty chairs sometimes. Then it will place a demand on you. Hey, this is my cousin cry. Yeah, Sundays on nothing at on. He doesn't do anything. No. Next Sunday when I'm coming, I'm going to come with him. This is my friend I've been playing football with. This is my friend around. He, he just finished school. He just you see, when you don't see a need, demand and supply, economics. When there is a demand, wherever you find the material, you will go and look for it. Hit somebody and say, don't sleep. You can't sleep under this message. I saw somebody sleeping. <laughs> Every time the message is being preached, somebody will sleep. I don't know how it is. Even when you are doing impartation service, will be better corner. What that cry? Oh, Fred, Say, call me that sister. The one in the corner. Me and you, you were sleeping with God. <laughs> People fail because of ignorance. Failure is a product of ignorance. Hosea chapter 4 verses. When you are failing at something, it means that you don't know something about that thing. And that's why I'm going to show you how you can be diligent. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge and I will also reject you that thou shalt be no priest to me seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy law, I will also forget your children. So, because of lack of knowledge, the people were destroyed. When you lack knowledge, things will be difficult and things will be unachievable. But when knowledge comes, when knowledge, yesterday I was, I was just commenting about Ronaldo again. I was like, what type of player is this? Has he gone to chop medicine or something? Because I don't understand. If you follow football, you see that what he's doing is very unusual. For a striker to be on top up to even now, 39 years, getting to 40 years, two matches, two goals. How? At that age, you don't do that. Ronaldo, you don't do that. You are going to make things difficult for the young people. You are stretching the standard too much. And then my wife was like, he trains. He's shredded. He has no fans. He's competent. He has learned the game well. Last year, he's the top scorer. It doesn't come because you know him to be Ronaldo. And when you mention Ronaldo, you hear goals. But before then, that was not the name he had made. Diligence. Can you wake up every day and kick the ball a thousand times? Targeting the pole? What are you doing that you are not doing well? What you are doing today, you can do it ten times better. If you start becoming competent. 
if you start becoming diligent. If you start, don't say me, 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 why not? Do you know how it's difficult to learn? <laughs> Sometimes you study a whole chapter of a book. So you are going to shower and come and continue. Even one word in the first chapter, you can't remember. It's as if when you were bathing, the water washed everything up. And you come back and learn and learn and learn. Final exams day. You try like, okay, I've closed the book. I want to recount. You'll be walking around trying to recount and nothing is coming. And you're like, hey, at this point, I don't know this. When am I going to? As you are going to the exams room, you are. Matter is. Matter is. Matter is. <laughs> and lo and behold, you go the first question. What is matter? matter is all you remember is seeing yourself opening a book walking around saying matter is how do you write that one as some way somehow when you are answering the rest and you are about to finish then you remember learning is difficult but when you are diligent you can go far amen now let me run through six sure ways to develop the character of diligence. I'm sure that is what we're all waiting for. In 10 minutes, I'll be done. Such sure ways. Sure ways. Because as I was preparing the teaching, next week I'm going to talk about the opposite of diligence. Yeah. And we are going to look at the characteristics of those kind of people too. But today, how do I become diligent? How do I? Develop that character because how many of you want a, a carpenter who will come and work for you and within two weeks you have to repair what he did? You take your car to the mechanic, and sometimes just just from the mechanic's end, you start having an issue. Yeah. I was watching a documentary. Touch somebody and say, stay alert. So I was watching a documentary and they interviewed a pastor who was paralyzed. A very 40-something-year-old pastor and was in wheelchair. And his wife was still with him. He married the wife as a strong man. They have three children. Then he had an experience with his spine and he went to the hospital. I think they gave him an infusion. And then when it was time, they recommended for surgery and all that. I think that day, when they, they gave him the injection, the infusion, and then the anesthetist who came to give him something. And then he slept. I don't know whether you, you have seen the interview. It was, a, it was on national TV. It's not story, it's real. So he said he was struggling in the bed, not knowing there was a drug reaction struggling, struggling, struggling. He fell asleep deep. I'm talking about the opposite of diligence is negligent and laziness and carelessness. It's costing us too much. Most of the accidents on the road, negligence, carelessness, 
laziness. The man woke up. He said when he woke up, he just felt heat from his waist to his legs. The next moment is he can't feel his legs again up to today. Finish. That is the, the, the damage we are costing if we continue being negligent. It's, you see, you think diligence is expensive, but try negligence. Try negligence. Don't lock your gate and sleep. Don't off the gas and sleep. Don't check your car every quarter. Just be driving your, with your tie worn out. I'm praying that I'm setting you right for the year. That in all your thinking, you will think diligence. So, six ways to become a diligent Christian. Number one. Do everything as though you are doing it for God. Everything you find yourself doing, do it as though you are doing it for God. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24. And Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. Everything you are doing, whether at home, whether at your workplace, wherever you find yourself, whatever you find yourself doing, do it as though you are doing it unto the Lord. Not expecting a reward from man, but expecting a reward from God. The Bible says that, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto man. Do it heartily. NLT version. Do it heartily. If you are doing something for church, for your workplace, for your business, for your family, do it heartily. Work willingly at whatever you do. Yes, that is the first step. Because you see other people who have been assigned to do the same thing, they are doing it, but they are not doing it heartily. They are not doing willingly. They are not doing it with joy. But the Bible said that whatever you find yourself to do, do it willingly and do it well, as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. It means that people, you will be working for people. You'll be working under people. You'll be working to people. You'll be working in the area of people. But though it's a man that has employed you, work as though you are working unto the Lord. That's the first step. Verse 24. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward. So though they will pay you a salary, your real reward will come from the Lord. I thought you say amen. Yeah. When you work as though you are working for the Lord, they will pay you salary. But that salary cannot be compared to the inheritance of reward you receive from the Lord. Don't be working and expecting people to clap for you. Don't be working and you are looking around. Who is, who is seeing and clapping? Hey, nobody is clapping. We won't clap for you. We won't clap for you. Nobody will clap for you. Because you are yearning for it. You won't get it. And then when you don't get it, you get offended. And you won't do the thing well. You do it anyhow. You are being negligent. And you are losing out on an, on an, a, a, an inheritance from the Lord. That is a reward. So you see two Christians, they are working with God. They are working in the house of God. Or they are even working at the same place. A time will come, there will be a difference. Because one is diligent 
One is doing it heartily. One is doing it with joy, but one too is doing it naggingly. Working and nagging. Working and complaining. No, that's not diligent. You cannot be diligent if you're a nagging person. You cannot be diligent if you're always complaining. You always have something to say. No. Check diligent. It has no shadow of that. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, chapter 9 verse 10. Because of time. He said, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. Say, do it with your might. Yes. You, when you go to work and come, you must be tired. Don't go to work and come and it's like you are now going. You come home, you have polished, you are, you are looking energetic. Like, Did you go to work? You must come back tired. Because there's a reward. There is profit in every labor. He said, whatever, give me a short version. I want to run fast. Whatever you do, do well. For when you go to the grave, there will be no work or planning or knowledge or wisdom. So whatever you are doing, do it well. Do it with your mind as unto the Lord. When you are singing, sing like unto the Lord. Whatever you do at your office, you are working under a boss, but work as though you are working for God, not the boss. Number two, give no excuses when assigned to a tax. I don't know why, but suddenly, I'm beginning to dislike people who are full of excuses. They are so unreliable. They are untrustworthy. You are, just, you are just full of excuses. So we cannot lay any responsibility on you. Every time there's a problem, you have a reason. Ha! Every time there's an issue, you have tangible excuses from nowhere. So everybody knows you to be a man or a woman full of excuses. Nobody can take a phone and call you. No, because they know that Ama, Kofi, you give an excuse. And lo and behold, sometimes they put it on loudspeaker. And they show, show, they show. Hey, Kofi, can you, oh, you should have called earlier. I just stepped out. There are some of you here, your friends know you to be like that. You are not diligent. Yes. Don't be full of excuses. Because you see, the kind of work that will make you great. Who wants to be great here? Yeah, all of us, including me, my two hands are up. Because it's not good not to be great. But what makes you great? It are things that will hurt you. Are things that will be very difficult. Difficult things. When you are able to meander your way through. You see that greatness will naturally be birthed out of you. Don't be full of excuses. And hey, I can't do this thing. It's too difficult. No, if we go this way, it will be too difficult. Let's do something small. Let's do something small. We could have decided to build a very straight building with simple roof, not a dome. The dome could have done that straight building. But of aqua. We will, we will bleed and be on the altar until one day 
what God wants to establish in this community will be beautifully built to his glory. Don't be full of it. Eh, my people, they are GSS people, they are SS people, they just finished university. Some of them are now looking for a job. No, 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 no. When they are looking for a job, they will get a job and they will get salary. Prepare their hearts. When they get money and their heart is with the Lord, whatever you ask them to do, they will do. That is a flimsy excuse. Sometimes, you, most of you, you miss your breakthroughs because you look at the difficulty state of the situation. And you say, me, they're And these are the same people who have become beggars in the house of the Lord. Life is not cheap if it, it is worth clapping for. A cheap life is never clapped for. A life that was born out of tears, sacrifice, diligence, hard work, persistence. I read about Cristiano Ronaldo. People, you don't read about great people. You, you believe that you too you can be great. So you read. And it's because he's a Portuguese. If I was also in Portugal. Do you know how many mates of his that didn't shine? Everything is the mind. When he was a road boy and sweeping the streets and taking coins, there was a woman in the restaurant who always gathered the leftover and looked for him. He knows the time Ronaldo will come around. He will give him the leftover for him and his family. He will take it and they will eat. When the Lord blessed him and he became very rich, you know he's very rich. At this old age, his yearly income is about $220 million. Higher than any athlete, not footballer in the world now. Very rich. Some of you, if you see $50,000, you will collapse. Like, you, you, you will collapse. You will be fainty. $50,000. When you, some of you, if you see, you will collapse. Like, you can't believe it. It will be on your table like that. 10,000, 10,000, 10,000. You will not believe. He earns about $3,000 every minute. 3,200 every minute. You, you earn 10,000 CDs a month. You, you don't want us to usher you in. Like a big guy. A big guy. Like 10,000 Ghana, please. 10,000 Ghana. Relax. There is money. If it is money area that is making you proud, then you are the least, most miserable person. Even if you earn 50,000 a month. I told you of a woman whose full allowance is 57,000 Ghana Full allowance a month. So when God lifted Ronaldo, he went to look for the woman and built an estate, not a house. An estate for her employed her children, changed her life forever. So they asked Ronaldo, I'm telling you something about the excuses. Some of you, your parents give birth to you in poverty. They give birth to you in insignificance. And you are gradually becoming like them. And all you are saying is, you are from a hard room. Please, seal that lips and listen to wisdom. So they asked Ronaldo, 
Is it because of your father that you were suffering? He said, no. It's not because of the father that he saw poverty. It is because of the father that he's seen millions today. Because if he was never poor, he wouldn't have understood how poverty was. For some of you, you have understood the poverty and you don't want to do anything about it. Because you are, hey, there's no uncle. Like, like US. US. If you are lazy here, you'll be lazy there. And there you will die. Because <laughs> you don't know. Look, <laughs> you don't know. You have no idea. You see, when you are here and you get to the airport, Ghana airport, and you are going, you are so happy. The people there you know, they'll be happy for you. They'll say, congratulations. When you get there, after one week with them, they will sit you down and tell you something. You'll be shocked. You'll get heart attack. They'll sit you down and their friendship will be severed. So we have to pay bills. So fine, go, go and get job. Just go. You'll be shocked. They will lock the door. You have to go. Yes. You don't know. The old dear, oh, bad, sorry, the beard, the old bumpers, who be near quiet to pine, who be near quiet to pine. Oh, God, be a quiet man, oh, quiet. Where are you going to? I know somebody who went. I know the person very well. And the plans on paper is not what is on ground now. Different. Now it will change. And there, there is no like, it's not, outside is not like here. So you hardly see each other. It's not like here that Charlie, if you are hungry, Charlie, I can call Michael. Charlie, Michael, tell mommy that I'm hungry. I'm driving by. I want to eat kinky and pepper. Ten cities, I can get kinky and pepper. Take water. Be fine. There. Forget it. <laughs> Let me continue. Excuses. Don't be full of excuses. God can bless you here. Do you know the things that people are doing there? That's why they cannot call you. That's why they cannot call you video call. Almost get to gangsters. They are just sleeping with them. Just because they've traveled out. Because when you call them, call them on video calls and see. Oh, friend, person, network, network, no market. Network, network. Some are into things. You have no idea. I'm not saying don't travel. Uh, Pastor, what is that person? I'm just saying. It's a targeted preaching. <laughs> don't go and get trapped. Have something doing. Have Go there with a mission. And make sure the mission is clear cut. I'm telling you. We are online, so I won't go very far. But the person, when they thought that, oh, he can pay for rent the next time, God favored the person. The person is not paying rent, nothing, he's just there. I said, So, how do you feel? What do you think? Do you think that if you are paying rent $1,000 a month? You are, now going to, you are not now going to look for a cylinder to buy gas. 
they just give you the rent bill, boom, like that. You think, how to travel? I should just leave Ghana. I want to leave Ghana. I want to. Please. <laughs> Ghana is sweet. And one day, Ghana will be very powerful. I believe in Ghana. You travel. When you come back and visit me, you see my mansion, you'll be shocked. Yeah, you open your mouth. Hey, into Tigana Pana. You are in a 25 bedroom house with. What are you talking? Eh, who is going to stay? Eh, I'll just build it there. It should just be there. Amen. Ghana is powerful. Can't you see registered cars? Brand new Land Cruises, Lesos 24. Regi- Where are they coming from? People in Ghana, they are not ghosts, they are human beings in Ghana. Let me give you a scripture. No, because of time. When you go read the parable of the talent, 25. The last one, they gave him one, full of excuse. His master is wicked. A master that knows your name. A master that gave you thousand Ghana city. One talent. You think he's wicked? His father is going to put it on the ground and waste it. The money. Excuses. Don't waste the talents in you. Number three, to be diligent. Be result-oriented. Let me run through fasting. Seven minutes, actually. Be result-oriented. When you are praying, be result-oriented. Until you see what you want, don't stop praying. Whatever you are doing at work, be, when they commit things into your hands, be result-oriented. Be result-oriented. Don't, be, be, don't, don't just like to work. Don't be just a hard worker. Don't be busy body. Some people just like be busy body. So that you are watching a football, eh? you see that there's one particular person he's just running through nothing. Don't be busy body. But be result oriented. Eddie, what do you do? At the end of the day, there must be a result at what you are doing. That is a successful man. Don't stop till you see the results. Tell yourself, don't stop till I see, till I see the results. I'm not stopping. Proverbs 21, 15. 21 verse 5. Be result-oriented. What did they tell you to do? They said, move this table to this place. How do you bring it here? It's like my second born. When you ask them to work, he'll be roaming about and you just go and take something somewhere and put it somewhere. Then you think that he's doing it with them before you realize he's somewhere else. <laughs> be result-oriented. Let us know that I gave this work to John. John, I said, move this thing to this side. Don't move it here. No, you've not achieved anything. You cannot be diligent with that kind of mind. Your duty is to make sure that at the end of all that you face, this table is supposed to be here because you have been taxed to do it. That's why diligence requires carefulness, persistence, and what? Determination. Don't be too Subway. Something small, no. A lot of us are like that. How do you make? You think those who make money they are like that? You know the amount of money they lose. You just have to hear the testimony of the uh, uh, Doctor Penelope, the female cardio, uh, cardio surgeon. You have to hear it. If you see somebody who is a professor, you think that even PhD. PhD. 
they will cancel your thesis. If you don't take it, say, ah, this is quite if I die, I'll not take it anywhere. If they cancel it, take it. Yeah. It's not easy. It's nice you call Dr. Francis Helper. Real doctor. You suffer for it. You see some young, slim professor be with the spectacles. This thing you have written, I think you have to start the whole project again. Just next. It's over. You have to humble yourself and go and start again. Be result oriented. It's a good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. The fourth thing, if you have to be diligent, is that pay attention to details. To whatever you do, pay attention to details. Pay attention to details. I don't know how some artisans in Ghana work. They just work. And the most annoying thing is that when you have an issue and you call them, they will be defending themselves. <laughs> Has it happened to you before? They'll be talking. They want to talk, talk, talk. I'm like, no, you, you are supposed to pay attention to details. Pay attention to what you are doing. Don't leave a room for error and say, oh, when you go outside, there are shops that they are reduced to clear. It's not our type. This one is just because they sew the suit and then one of the ropes has stretched. So the suit has become, it has folded a little. To them, it has devalued. Because paying attention is very important. You have to pay attention to details. Let me give you an example. Don't worry, I'll close in five minutes. We asked somebody to do this. Bless his away. But that day, she didn't come and meet them. What I did to them. You see? <laughs> I was coming for a service. We had a service. Okay. But that service, I think I came around. Well, we had a service. And um, the carpenter was working. On this whole compound, didn't have the wisdom. I want to use very nice words. He didn't have the wisdom to do this thing maybe at the children's service area or at the youth area. Mr. Jones, the guy was at this entrance. Scattered the whole entrance with deaths. Part of the thing. Basa! When I got there, I said, Ha! Sa! Do you know where you are? I know him. I realize I know him. He said, do you know where you are? Do you know? Oh, and then I want to say, keep quiet and shut up immediately. Pack distance from here and find something else. Somewhere else to work. A little word from you. I will let you stop the work and you leave this place. He kept quiet. Swept the place. Took the thing back. Did the thing nice and brought it back. For God's sake, this is the house of God. What if I was coming in with a guest? You scattered the entrance and we are paying you. It's not for free. 
and you are going to talk. I said, shut up. Pack their things. Go to that side and work. And I went to the security man. The next time I come here, somebody is working like this and you allow him. Me and you, we'll see who God called. <laughs> Pay attention to details. What if I was coming with my superior? Then you come. An ASM church. DSM is coming. And look at your front. No. Pay attention to details. Maybe you have a house help in your house. How is the person working? You don't want to correct them. You are afraid. You have your children. You don't pay attention. They are saying something some way, but you are not paying attention. Pay attention. When they give you work to do, pay attention. They ask you to type. You type. Then instead of there, you say T-E-H. In your letter. How will your boss? And your boss trusts you. So he goes and is giving a speech like what happened in Ghana sometime. Somebody was giving and basa. The thing was Pay attention to details. I learned that from Pastor Kujo. He will be on you until you get the detail. And I got stuck with it. And it's a blessing. If you want to be diligent, pay attention to details. Number five. Oh, you can clap. Galatians chapter 6 verse 4. NLT. Pay attention to this. Number five. Tell yourself, I do not waste investments. Number five. Tell yourself, I do not waste investments. Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the talent. Tell yourself, if you want to be diligent, tell yourself. God gave us few members. I remember when the church started, there was no car. There was no car. There were bicycles. And one day I got angry. That thing is, you must not be a waster of investment. George, you must not waste my relationship with you. I'll pour too much in you for you to waste it. That is the mindset you should have. You must look at your mother and say, I will not waste her investment. You look at your wife and say, I will not waste the investment this lady has put in me. A lot of us, we just, we don't care. People invest in you and you waste it. You cannot be diligent. Somebody gave you money to build. He is in U.S. You are building for He thinks you are building. You go and take people's pictures. Now you come to this area. Oh, say, oh, say, see, you know, windows, no. Then you take the window part. It's coming up. This white is unique. It's like only five people use it in Kumasi. And they take it and they sell it. <laughs> Give it to them. And the person is there, he's bragging. When they come, there is nothing. Wasted investment, wickedness. How can you be? I tell people recommendation is what brings you money. I repeat, when the guests came, they saw the curtains in the hall. They asked me who did it. I said, Louisa. We called him. Two contracts that day. Yesterday, another person enters and said, Oh, we are almost finishing our house. But this color matches with our sofa. Who did it for you? I said, Oh, it is Louisa. Contract number three. Don't waste people's investment in you. It's painful. When you have that mindset, by all means, you have to be diligent and come out well. Give the Lord a clap offering somewhere. Yeah. Jesus could not feel heaven. Too much investment in him. Whose investment are you wasting? Don't waste. Don't be a waster. And, uh, no. Let me give you the last one. Acquire knowledge in what you do. 
acquire knowledge. You are talking about diligence. Diligence is almost like competence. Acquire knowledge, training, learn, read. There is zeal without knowledge. I think, um, is it Romans chapter 10? Romans 10, 1 to 2. Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. Number two, he said, I know what enthusiasm they have for God, but it is misdirected. Misdirected zeal. Give me the old, old, old King James. You can have zeal without knowledge. You can have passion. You are doing the work with passion, but you don't know. You don't know how to do it and what is expected of you. A lot of us, those of you who have companies and those of you who work in the corporate, you know some people in your office. They are petri petri, they, are, they want to do the thing, but when you leave the work for them, you have to come back and redo the whole thing. Zeal without knowledge. If you do that, you can never be diligent. We have to go for trainings. We have to church workers training. When we call for you, come. Because what you are doing, you are not doing it well. When you are at your workplace, they say go for training. Go. Don't take the day off and go and sleep in the house because it's Zoom, you are there. They say go for training. Train yourself. Tell somebody, train yourself. Training birth comp uh, competence and studies birth competence. I want you to close your eyes. It's a loaded message. When you go, go and take your time and listen. Pray that God make me a man or a woman that desires diligence in everything I do. Pray. Pray that God will make you pay attention to details. Pray that there will be a desire and a passion to acquire knowledge. Pray and tell yourself, I will not waste investment. Investment from schools. Investment from the church. Investment from my family. Investment from friends. I will not waste investment. I will not waste investment. You want to pray that I will be result-oriented. Everything you touch, come out with the results. Everything you touch, come out with the results. I will not waste investment. I will come out with results. I will not be a man or a woman full of excuses. No, I will not give excuses. Finally pray that whatever you do, you do it unto the Lord. As an accountant at your workplace, as an auditor, as a doctor, as a lawyer, as a banker, whatever you are doing, you will not do it unto men, you will do it unto God. In the name of Jesus, Rebo Shakata. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for this word. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.